The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hello everyone, I'm Joe Costello, and this will be a deep dive into the world of high-performance piston rings with two expert guests. First, Keith Jones, the Director of Technical Sales at Total Seal, and four-time NHRA champion Jason Line. Three of those championships in pro stock, one of them in stock eliminator. Jason, world known as one of the best engine builders and tuners on the planet. We will delve into the basics, piston rings. What are they? What are they made of? What do they do? And hopefully a deep dive into some of the greater aspects of why piston rings are a key, a vital key to performance of any engine, race engines in particular. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Keith Jones from Total Seal. Keith, thank you so much for joining us as we take a deep dive into the world of piston rings. Thanks to the folks at Total Seal. You work at Total Seal. You're the director of technical sales there. And so your life is built upon piston rings. Yes, it is. I've been with Total Seal for a little over 22 years and have always been a gearhead. I've always been, you know, a racer, uh, ran dragsters for years, always been around this stuff. So it's, we'll just say it's kind of in my DNA. A quick background of myself from Chicago area originally. Uh, dad ran gassers back in the 60s. And, you know, some of my earliest memories were, were hanging out at a, you know, a guy named Arnie the Farmer Beswick shop. And, you know, always being told, yeah, stop leaning against that car. It's fiberglass. And me going, what? Yeah, but you know, the, the my mind has always worked. I remember laying underneath the car with my dad, you know, as a kid, changing oil. And I was that kid that everybody hated because I always asked why, why, why. And it's why you're changing the oil because I need to. Well, is it going to make the car run better? And he said, no, it's not going to make it run better, but it's going to make it last longer. And I never got that. It was like, well, if you're working on it, you better be working on it to make it run better. What's, what's the point of doing all this if it's not going to be better? So, uh, of course, we all understand the necessity of changing oil. But it, 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 for me, it's always been how do I make it better? How do I take what this is as it is and make it better? Uh, you know, within the rules, like, you, you know, like cars like stockers and super stockers, where we've got some fairly restricted rules, uh, or just open class stuff, Formula One, Pro Stock. How do we continue to make it better? And that's a, foundation uh that total seal has been built on since you know before i ever worked there is how do we take this part and make it a, a better part uh when i first started this you know high performance game years and years and years ago you know you spend hours on you know going over every little minutiae you know what cylinder head what camshaft you have got to have this piston this manifold this carburetor and yet you'd go down to the you know corner hot rod shop go to your speed shop and just oh yeah, give me a set of rings. It was never really part of the performance equation. And I will say that Total Seal and uh, Matt Hartford, myself, and the rest of the guys, I think, are kind of instrumental in getting people aware that this is part of the package. There is power to be found here. There is, you know, we'll say losses of friction that we can, you know, we can reduce the friction, we can make more power. So we've really, you know, tried to, you know, bring the piston ring into that, you know, part of the performance package. And I think we've been fairly successful at doing that would you say and uh, our target audience for this is anybody who wants to know more about this portion of an engine race engine or otherwise this is a vital piece and two 
even high performance engine builders, people who are working their way up as they continue doing more and more projects, would you say the piston ring is, uh, it, it sounds like it, an overlooked aspect of anyone's performance combination? Oh, without a doubt. It's, it's absolutely a vital piece of, you know, of the puzzle, uh, let's call it. You know, ring seal, you know, if you think about a normally aspirated engine, I go back to my comment before, you know, we, we spend all this time, you know, trying to come up with the perfect camshaft and the perfect cylinder head and, you know, exhaust sides that flow as good as the intake sides. And, we, you know, we want, we want all these things to happen. Well, guess what? In a normally aspirated engine, if the ring seal on the intake stroke isn't everything it can be, we're not taking full advantage of the other parts. We've, we've got to improve the seal. We always talk about blow-by numbers and leak-down numbers and trying to get you know, those numbers better, which are important. But the, the, you know, the real key to power is efficiency on the intake stroke. How do I make that intake stroke better? How do I pull more air, more fuel into the cylinder, given you know, a fixed you know, parts that are in the engine? I've got this cam, this head. Well, anything I can do to improve that ring seal on the intake stroke is going to pull more air, more fuel, essence, make more power, give the engine builder slash tuner that ability to make more power. So ring seal is critical. And not just in a normally aspirated piece. We've we've got to get good ring seal, forced induction, nitrous, turbo, blower. Uh, There's kind of a certain thought process or mentality out there in some of those that, you know, "Ah, I just turned the boost up. Well, Hey, it's, it's got to be as good as, you know, a pro stock engine. If we can get the ring seal better in that engine, again, less chances of hurting pistons. We've got less blow by. We're not cooking the oil film that's in the engine. You remember rings and pistons, all these things are right on a film of oil, just like a bearing in a crankshaft. And if we lose that oil, we're going to go metal to metal on the parts and we're going to wear them out. So again, this, this critical seal is just that it's critical, whether it's NA, you know, or a power adder piece, we've, you know, we've got to get that good ring seal. Total Seal been around for 50 years, which is uh, longevity in the high-performance industry. Keith Jones with us now. Keith, what are some of the common misunderstandings, common challenges that you hear about on a regular basis? Well, things that I deal with on a daily basis, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, ring selection is, is kind of come 360 and, and, and not in a good way. Um, People ask me all the time, who's our competition? And, and there's lots of good ring companies out there. A lot of people make good rings. Uh, but we're kind of unique in the marketplace because we're more of a you know, speed-oriented, performance-oriented company trying to find that last ounce. We're kind of really a, a job shop, I'll call it. You know, as, as big as we are and as much production as we have, we still treat every job individually and trying to squeeze that last bit out of it. So it kind of puts us in a unique position. But to answer the question earlier, it's the piston companies. Years ago, pistons didn't come with rings. That was, you know, you bought a piston, then you had to pick the ring that was right for your application. And you relied on the guy at your speed shop. For me, it was Loper's Performance here in Phoenix. Uh, you know, go down there and talk to my guy. Hey, what do you think the right one is for this? Now, what's happening in the ring world, and we still have a lot of people calling us, obviously, uh, asking us, but there's also a portion that doesn't. And they just take the rings that come with the piston. They buy the piston. Oh, those are the rings that came with it well, are they really right for your application? You need to ask that question. Is this the right package? Does it do what I need it to do? Is it going to hold up in my world? Is it going to hold up in my application? And that is one of the biggest issues that I run into today is rings are being selected by a bore size. That's what's dictating it. Well, we've got these rings for this bore size. They must work. I can literally tell you hundreds and hundreds of stories 
of people that have spent tens of thousands of dollars having to take engines back apart, pull them back out of cars, simply because there was no forethought put in, you know, put into the ring package for their specific application. Uh, we at Total Seal uh, want that phone call. We want to talk to you. I like to say, make us your first call, not your last. You know, call me when you're getting ready to do that project. Let's talk about what the right ring set is for your application. Not the last phone call when you're having a problem. How do I fix this? What did I do wrong? Uh, a lot of times they didn't do anything wrong. It's simply not the right package of parts. Uh, and the, the biggest offender in that is, you know, these new thin ring packs are fantastic. I love the thin, lightweight rings. We've got new material technologies available to us, steels, PVD coatings, things that we just simply didn't have 20 years ago that allow us to use very, very thin rings. But we also have to look at the tension, the oil ring tension. That's a real critical one. A lot of people like to toss the word standard tension around. Well, standard means standard for the size of the part. Standard 316 oil ring, like your typical small block Chevy has a 20-pound oil ring. A standard 3 millimeters, only 10 pounds. That's half the tension. A low tension 316 is 15, 16 pounds. So we have to not look at these words standard or low or high. What the, how many pounds is that oil ring? How much tension does it have? And so many times I run into guys that have you know, built stuff. They took the rings, got them either with the piston or in the rotating kit, however they got them. And there was never really any questions asked about, is it right? And they end up putting a six, seven, eight pound oil ring into a streetcar that's got a high volume oil pump that's flooding everything. And they've got an oil burner. Well, the first thing to get pointed at is the ring. It's got to be a ring problem. Well, it is, but it was simply the wrong part was selected for your application. So that's, you know, it's kind of a long answer, but that's my biggest thing is people just getting the wrong parts for what their application is. So, Keith, in terms of, of pistons and rules, I know that there are a lot of different rules combinations out there that you have to build piston rings for and within like the rules package of the class dictates what you can do with the ring so let's say just a random example uh, classes that can't have gas ports in their pistons like are the rings different do you do anything with the rings for those classes uh, yeah we do one of the things that we introduced uh, a couple of years ago is what is one of our new products are gas ported or gas slotted top ring. Uh, we actually put the gas port in the ring itself. Uh, it's not allowed to be in the piston. So, you know, that, you know, that's part of the rules, but when you start getting into power adder applications uh, where we're increasing cylinder pressure dramatically, we've got to get that gas pressure behind the ring uh, rings to, you know, to dive into the, you know, the deep dive into rings, Rings gas activate. They have to have pressure behind the ring to push them out against the wall. You're dealing, if you think about the numbers, you know, a ring itself physically generates, depending on the size of the ring, somewhere from about a half a pound of force to maybe seven pounds of force against the cylinder wall. Well, that force is fighting thousands of pounds of pressure in the cylinder, trying to push that ring away from the cylinder wall. So we've got to get that gas pressure behind the ring and push it out. Well, in classes, you know, a way to do that is to gas port the piston, allow extra combustion gases to get behind the ring. Well, you've got classes uh, where that's just simply not allowed. You can't gas port the piston. So our answer was to put the gas port in the ring, which is actually, from my point of view or my thinking, it's a better place to do it. It, it assures that the gas port is always in the right location. Uh, it helps to eliminate reversion on the intake stroke. So we're not pulling dirty spent, you know, gases and oil up through the ring. Uh, 
it doesn't put a high pressure loading point, you know, a gas ported piston, that pressure points always in the same spot. And I've seen engines where I've got accelerated bore wear because of that pressure point, uh, in a gas ported ring, the ring's always rotating. It, you know, rings turn. So we're always spreading that pressure out more uniformly. We don't get that accelerated bore wear. So, uh, like I say, kind of a long answer, but it, it is, you know, it, that's one of the newest things that we're doing is gas porting the ring for those classes where it's simply, they're not allowed to have a gas ported piston and the power gains are significant. The reductions in blow by are significant. That's great, Keith, and I love the fact that we are delving into piston rings in an area that maybe should be the starting point rather than the final point of building an engine. But now it is time, speaking of engine builders, to bring into the show, as promised, someone who is a four-time NHRA champion, three in pro stock, one in stock eliminator, who is widely regarded as one of the best engine builders slash tuners on the planet. Previously, that would have been naturally aspirated, but now they've even dived into the world of the boosted power with a factory stock showdown jason line joins us now jason keith keith jason hey guys how's everybody doing good doing that, that's why that's why you don't believe everything you read joe so yeah <laughs> way, way too kind in your introduction for sure well i was just doing that for the show you know i you gotta okay, get a good, big intro good. come on now jason listen <laughs> i i have not read that anywhere just so you know I've heard it around from your peers when we were out there at the NHRA. Everybody talks about you're you're a great tuner, you're a great engine builder, you got the hardware, so no need to be self-deprecating here. We're about to geek out on piston rings. First question, are they important? Are they important? Yes. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Starting out with a basic question here. Are they important? Why is that? Well, you know... (laughs) Have one that ever that doesn't seal, and you'll find out the answer to that. And uh, you know, we've all been to that movie uh, for different reasons or another. But uh, yeah, I mean, the the piston ring is uh, obviously one of the uh, one of the most important parts of the engine to uh, help it, uh, you know, make them kind of power that it's capable of producing. Expanding on that, you know, as Jason just said, without the ring, it's it's really the whole points kind of move. Try running one without one. Uh, but but the question I'll, I'll throw at Jason: Have you ever played around with? Uh, Touring pistons, you know, that's kind of a thing from years gone by, and uh, don't see a lot of them these days, though sometimes they research. Don't know if you've ever played with a two-ring piston. We have, for sure, um, in, in several different applications, and uh, um, somewhere it belonged, somewhere it didn't belong. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, today... Um, Today we're we're still on a we're still on a three ring, but you know we 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 won a lot of races with two ring pistons, and um, um, you know it is something that sort of resurfaces every now and again, uh, and uh, there's no question it will come back uh, one more time. It will for sure. Do you think it's a good idea for us to break the conversation up in in that you? Have, have and continue to build stock eliminator engines, both for yourself and for customers. The pro stock program has been expanding wildly, and now KB Racing has uh, delved into Samtec Factory Stock Showdown, which is a boosted category. I would imagine you know, the, the ring selection for each of those three different styles of racing is vastly different. Uh, it is different, you know. Stock eliminator is kind of a, a unique uh, deal because, uh, depending on the year of the engine, um, you know, the new stuff has a much smaller ring than than um, what, say, a 1970 Buick did. So, uh, you know, back then they had a 564 uh, ring groove, and uh, today in stock eliminator, you still have to maintain a 564 ring groove. But uh, thanks to uh, folks like Keith, uh, you know, they they make some. Uh, 
some different options that you can put in that ring groove and, uh, you know, certainly help, uh, help those engines make more power. Keith, an improvement on the original design, obviously, with what they're getting out of these stock eliminator engines. And yeah, absolutely. Anything we can do to improve the ring seal and, and at the same time reduce that rotating friction. Uh, as we all know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to make more horsepower out of everything. Uh, and if we can get friction out of it and maintain oil control, because, you know, oil control is so critical, we've got to keep the combustion chamber drier, you know, we'll put it into detonation and that's, you know, the opposite of what we want. Uh, but it's our job to figure out ways to keep reducing that friction uh, and keep the ring seal, you know, especially from an oil control point of view. If we can keep it dry and get all the friction out of it, we're going to deliver more power to the crankshaft. And and I'll just say, you know, I, I enjoy all forms of racing, you know, from Formula One all the way down. But you know, I am kind of a drag racer, not kind of. I should. I am a drag racer at heart. In any class that has the word stock in it, you know, stock, super stock, pro stock. Uh, that's 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 my you know that's me. And the reason I love that is because it's such a challenge, and I particularly enjoy working with guys like Jason and his fellow racers in stock because you've got such a strict set of rules, uh, always trying to find more power, find that gray area. Uh, I enjoy that challenge you know, on a daily basis. Jason, is it all about uh, leak down and uh, blow by and trying to get that percentage number as low as is possible? Well, certainly blow by. Um, leak down uh sometimes uh there's times where i'd like to smash the leak down uh, tester for sure um but uh you know blow by uh that is uh that's king for sure so i mean uh you know whatever the cylinder head and uh, the induction package is capable of pro- providing you know once uh you know the ring's job it's got it's got to keep it in there and, and trap it and uh and again doing so as he said without uh without added any added friction so um uh, as much drag as you can take out of it is good, and that you know it's it's been fun to uh, watch the. Again, I'm I'm just like Keith. Uh, anything that's got the the word stock in it, uh, I I enjoy those classes. Uh, I, I enjoy all, of them, but I enjoy those those immensely. And uh, it's the the ring in, in a stalker has it's evolved, uh, you know, in just a, a huge way from from back when I first started. You know, back then it was a it was a 564 ring in that groove, and you back cut it and. Uh, and that was about uh, that was about your options, or, or maybe you, you ran a Dykes ring. But uh, uh, you know, nowadays we have some pretty uh, sophisticated stuff in there that that uh, you know comes from uh, comes from the classes up above for sure. And Keith, how did that evolution happen? Uh, is that classes up above? Are we talking pro stock, and then you guys see what works, and you apply it to a ring for a stock eliminator racer? Exactly, it is the, it is that true trickle down effect. You know, taking stuff from you know, from pro stock and, you know, NASCAR, all the things that we learn, uh, Formula One, you know, we do rings from that level all the way down and taking that knowledge, uh, you know, from a material point of view, you know, face profile point of view, coding point of view, and how do we implement that into a ring that will go into that NHRA legal piston. So ways of creating uh, spacers and things will allow us to put thinner rings, lower tension parts in there. Uh, as well as, you know, oil ring designs, second ring designs, everything we can to try to, again, implement that, you know, that top-end technology into those kinds of cars in, in a legal fashion. Jason, was it challenging to uh, let go of previous, uh, you, you spoke about evolution of piston rings, right, as someone who did it one way, and then maybe there's a new design, and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to go away from what has worked so well in the past. Has that been challenging to evolve with the rings as time has gone by 
Well, not not for us. It hasn't. Uh, there are times, and you know, there's different types of racers, and uh, you know, some um, some you know definitely want to uh, stick with what they know. Uh, the other ones, and I, I I feel like we're we're more on the pioneer side. The problem with pioneers is sometimes they get an ass full of arrows. So um, <laughs> you, you, know, you got to be willing to you got to be willing to go backwards sometimes. And uh, um, for us, it's no problem. For me, it, it's. Uh, I enjoy that, and if it doesn't work, it's no big deal. It's just work. You just uh, you just start over and, um, and and try it. But if it does work, you get to you you reap the benefits of uh, of your your willingness to get out of that box. So uh, we're we're always willing. They, of course, you know Keith and, and the guys at Tolstil, They think about rings, you know, twenty four seven. I think about it, um, you know, uh, every now and again. So there's lots of lots of other parts of the engine we have to worry about. But you know, we depend on them to uh, come up with new stuff. And uh, and they do, and uh, uh, Matt's got to keep that pro stock car running, so uh, they come up with new stuff all the time, and we we're willing to buy it and try it for sure. And what's a common question that you, when you are thinking about uh, this aspect of the engine, whether you're you know dreaming up a, a new combination or you're spending a little time thinking about what you've got, what is a common uh, ring related question that you might have if you got to get Keith on the phone? Um, well, we always want to know what's new, you know, what are they coming up with next? So, uh, um, you know, and in general, you know, our, our relationship is probably, um, uh, you know, maybe a little closer than, than some, of course. And, uh, when they come up with something new, we don't have to call them, they'll call us. Um, so, uh, and then of course, you know, they, you know, they know that folks like us, because we work on different types of engines, uh, you know, we'll, we're going to get it out there and everything that we can, and we're going to try to apply it to whatever engine we're working on. So uh, we're usually willing to do that, and, um, uh, you know, they've been great. Uh, we've had a great relationship. So on the stock eliminator side of things, you're adhering to a very strict set of rules and an engine combination that is in a book that you have to adhere to, and you're dealing with that. The pro stock side of things, in Mellow Yellow Pro Stock, uh, different kind of flying altogether where you guys are in a uh, rapid competitive evolution process. There are other engine builders competing, trying to figure out the best way to wring horsepower out of a 500 cubic inch naturally aspirated engine. Uh, how is the, you know, the, the ring problem or solved uh, in pro stock maybe differently than it is in something like stock eliminator? And I would imagine those brand new cutting edge technologies, you're maybe even more apt to try them there. Well, stock is, is way different because, you know, the ring location is defined for you and, uh, and of course the, uh, the ring groove is defined for you and, and pro stock is not. So, you know, if you can dream something up and you can fit it in there, um, you know, obviously pro stock, we keep trying to move the ring up as, as high as we can move it, but you have the limitation of your, your cylinder head and your valve size and, uh, um, a lot of other things. So, uh, you can only go so far, but, um, you know, we keep trying to push the limits of that and, uh, and they'll keep making us rings that, you know, I, I think, it, and Keith would know this answer. I don't know it, but I, I've seen evolution on a, you know, a couple fronts, but he's seen it on all, all different types of engines. So, um, you know, where the ring is today and its dimensions, uh, have drastically changed over the last 20 years for sure. I, everything Jason said is, is absolutely correct. I mean, the, for me, from a, a ring standpoint, the enemy is heat, and, and that's, I, I believe, you know, going to be the enemy in just about every engine, especially you get into engines 
you know, the nature of like NASCAR and, you know, again, F1 and, you know, uh, the supercar down in Australia where, you know, uh, it's not running for just six or seven seconds. It could be, you know, potentially running for hours and at very, very high temperatures. Uh, heat's the enemy. So everything we can do to keep more, you know, moving forward material technologies and coating technologies allows, as Jason said, to get the ring higher on the piston, making the part even smaller, you know, to get the heat out of the piston. We're trying to get the heat, you know, through the piston, into the ring, ring to the wall, wall to the water, water to the radiator, you know, et cetera. We've got to get rid of that heat. And if we can get rid of the heat, that's going to allow, you know, tuners and guys like Jason to stand on that tune-up or lean on that tune-up even harder. So everything we can do to get that, you know, that heat out of the piston and yet, at the same time, produce a smaller, thinner, lighter part to reduce friction. That's one of the biggest challenges we have in one of the areas that we're working at the hardest is to keep coming up with these, you know, these newer and better materials to make that thinner ring that can handle the heat that these guys are generating. That's, that's one of our biggest challenges and one of our uh, big avenues of, of development at this point in time is looking at material technologies. Now, Jason, I know that pro stock, uh, much of it is, is secretive. We can't reveal uh, some of the aspects of your R&D here on this uh, Total Seal program, because who knows, maybe the competition might be listening and perhaps they haven't thought of what you're doing. But let's look backwards uh, once again at you know where you were 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago to where you are now. Is it radically different in Mellow Yellow Pro Stock? It's, uh, it's significantly different, yes. Yep, sure is. There it is. <laughs> the, 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 the secret nature comes out. Uh, I, I, I love it. I was going to say that's about was, all he could say. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to tell you how it was different, right? I didn't it, ask. It's very different. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah um, you know, Keith can give you a better answer on that. He can give you a general question. Uh, you know, uh, Ken, Ken Black and Summit paid for everything that we do, and it's really not my, my information to hand out, but... Uh, uh, you know, sure, it's, it's evolved uh, a long ways, and, it, and uh, you know, five years from now, we'll be saying the same thing. And, and to me, that's amazing for something that, uh, you know, maybe is perceived as sim- simplistic, Keith, but that it can yeah. be continuing uh, to be redesigned and redeveloped. Well, the game's get smaller, of, of course, but, yeah. but, but they're, they're still there, and uh, you, you, can't, you can't stop working. You still have to, uh, you still have to try to go forward. So, um, you know, if, if you think that it's done, then it's done. So you, you have to keep digging. Yeah, I know. And, and what Jason said is absolutely the, you know, the, the cornerstone of racing is that you have to keep digging. You have to, nobody ever comes at us, you know, and asks us for less. I, I can tell you in the 22 plus years I've been working at Total Seal, no one's ever come at me and asked me the question, you know, I need a piston ring that makes less power. You know, I, I just, I've just got too much. It, you know, whether they can use that power or not use that power, they always want more. So that's the, you know, that is the challenge that drives us. How do we get more? If you'd asked me 20 years ago, you know, could we be producing rings, you know, smaller than 20 thousandths of an inch? I mean, that's thinner than an oil ring rail uh, and survive. I would have laughed at you. I literally, I would have laughed. There's no way. But as Jason indicated, we, we just keep making these steps forward. You know, they, they may be incremental. Uh, there may be small gains, but they're gains nonetheless. Uh, the other challenge from us is working with guys like Jason and, you know, NASCAR and F1, all these guys, they, they come at us with some pretty crazy ideas. And, you know, some of them work and some of them don't, but yet they're coming at us going, can you do this? And then that's our job to figure out how to produce the part that their engineers and their design guys have come up with. And like I say, some pretty crazy ideas, uh, 
and then allow them to test it, develop it, see if it works or doesn't work. So we're always being challenged by that, you know, that you know, more. Everybody always wants more. And as Jason indicated, you know, what's new? That's, you know, the SEMA shows coming up, PRI shows coming up. I'm going to get asked that about 500 times. And, and trust me, it's, it is not an easy thing to reinvent a piston ring every year. But, you know, we continue to keep trying. Jason, one of your championships that I did not note was uh, with Joe Gibbs Racing as a tuner for uh, Bobby Labonte. And if I recall correctly, uh, if you could take me back to that era when you were trying to make engines last 500 miles uh, in very grueling situations, did you have any uh, creative ideas back then? Was that in your uh, role as an engine tuner at Joe Gibbs Racing? Yeah, it was really just just Bobby, but uh, you know I dynoed all the engines back then. But um, uh, you know, only only car that I worked on was uh, was the eighteen car. But um, no, my role was different back then for sure, and I was just trying to make sure that the engine would uh, you know make as much power as it was safely capable of making at the time. And uh, um, you know, it was a lot of fear for for a five hundred mile race, and uh, you know, it's much different in drag racing. We we can. Uh, uh, we have definitely a, a lot more latitude to uh, to go out and do some different things. So, um, you, you know, having something stay together for for uh, you know six or seven hundred miles now uh, versus um, you know uh, twenty five runs uh, is is a way way different mindset for sure. The old adage, you know, you got to finish to win, and you know, in the pro stock world or in drag racing world, you know, we do not everybody, but you know, we have that latitude. Something happens. Uh, we've got a certain period of time to come back. We can swap an engine. Uh, again, not the easiest thing to do, but it gets done. Uh, new engine goes in, you go out, you get another shot, you give it another try. Uh, that happens in a, you know, in a NASCAR race, you're done, and that's a big deal. Uh, so, again, there's that difference in, you know, there's, there's stuff that we do in a pro stock type application that we don't do in a NASCAR engine, not because it, it won't work or can't work, but is it going to go 500 miles? Is it going to go, you know, I, I think there's some mileage rules on there now. Is it going to go 2000 miles? Uh, so that, that's a challenge It's only temperature, but you know, that durability, that longevity, it's got to, it's got to finish to win and it's got to last. So there's, like I say, those are challenges that we face again, back from a material and a temperature point of view. We're always working on that stuff. Jason, you started out in stock eliminator, Buick engines, long stroke engines, now pro stock, of course, uh, much shorter stroke, big bore, high revving engines. And, uh, you know, relatively recently, KB Racing has gone into factory stock showdown with these supercharged, boosted, uh, you know, Chevrolet engines. You guys work on them and you've had great success. In fact, KB Racing getting uh, first uh, win as an engine builder in factory stock showdown this past year with Dave Kramer. Uh, how has diving into the boosted world been different than some of the naturally aspirated stuff you've worked on in the past? It was way different, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, for me, I'm not going to say that I, I uh, jumped at the chance to do it, but um, but it's been fun, and I've learned a lot, and uh, uh, I've learned uh, I learned a few things about pistons and rings as well along the way because, um, you know, again, it's a different application, uh, and um, you know, these engines make a lot of power, and uh, they'll hurt themselves in a uh, in a short order if you uh, if you mess the tune up up where, you know, some of the other th- Things certainly, uh, you know, Buicks they don't they don't hurt themselves. They don't make enough power, enough heat to hurt themselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, not not in that fashion anyway. So you know, these things you uh, you 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 hit the wrong button on the on the computer, and uh, you know you can you can destroy it in uh, you know milliseconds. So it's not hard. But uh, 
Um, certainly, um, certainly interesting. And uh, again, you know, it's still a stalker type application. You're not allowed to uh, move the ring or um, um, you know change uh, change it dimensionally. So uh, so a different um, you know slightly different than ProStock, but um, you know we did make some gains in that department uh, as well. The forced induction application. Uh, it's it's real easy to lose it, and especially in you know the factory shootout cars. You've got such a narrow, limited set of rules. You lose that tune-up, and uh, things that you can get away with ring-wise in a in a pro stock engine is never going to hold up in those. It, not only do you have to make power, but it's about durability and longevity, and giving that you know that builder uh, giving Jason that ability to play with that tune-up and not kill the ring. It's you know it's not an engine where you're just going to oh you know shoot we put two degrees too much timing and it knocked the top ring out of it. No big deal. Well, that's, it's a big deal in one of those cars, uh, so we've got to yes, you know, yes, we've got to be able to produce a part that's durable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you definitely uh, it, it's different, and um, uh, it's the only boosted uh, you know power adder type engine I've ever worked on. So uh, um, you know your mindset is definitely different, but it's uh, it's good, and there's certainly things that cross over into all the other engines. So uh, you know if you want to, there's something to learn from it, and uh, it's um, it's been fun. So enjoyed it, and also very relevant to what is going on out there in the street because most of the uh you know the kids these days right with they they've got they like to run boosted engines and that's kind of what makes uh, factory stock interesting is it's using uh technology that is out there and available so I would imagine there's a lot of people out there that are are, are building engines like that because they let's face it a lot of people like to have that uh power adder Oh for sure you know the the uh, any of the power adder stuff uh you know especially turbos uh you know that that stuff's it's huge, and uh, I'm I'm sure that he sells a lot of rings for those things. And uh, um, again, you you can wreck him in a hurry, so it, it probably makes his job a little more challenging. And uh, haven't gotten to that world yet, but uh, you know, just kind of dipped our feet in here on the on the blown stuff, and uh, we're going to do more of it for sure, and uh, and try to uh, you know work harder on the development of it as the as the the coming years. Uh, are ahead of us here, so uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun. Jason, do you have any questions for Keith while you've got him on the spot, if you will, uh, about <laughs> what's going on at Total Seal? Feel free to uh, fire away. Yeah, what what uh, what have you guys done to Matt? <laughs> I, he, he's 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 focused. He's he's practicing on that tree constantly, uh, and I got to tell you, he's uh, he, he's a very driven individual. Uh, just like yourself, and and I got to tell you, his focus on going rounds is is number one. And and yeah, he, he's on uh, a mission right now. And uh, you know, I'll be honest, is. if 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 I wasn't competing against him, it would be a little more entertaining to watch. But uh, he's uh, he's he's certainly <laughs> rising to the occasion, and uh, yeah, good for him. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can uh, we we can take care of him. But uh, it, it's uh, we got we got to work it out for us. He's doing he's doing a really good job right now. He he really he really is and and again as much as he is your competitor, uh, I know he's your friend and and we all we, you know we wish of course both of you very very well but you know for me knowing where he started and you know how he's risen through the ranks over the years and how hard he's worked, uh, you know I couldn't be prouder you know he he's done it with you know just a shoestring budget and you know come through the ranks just like you know just like yourself. Uh, and, and I'm just really, you know, I'm really happy for him to see where he's, you know, how successful he's, you know, becoming with this and, and, and doing well. And, uh, hope to, hope, we'll just say, hope to see him close out the year well. 
What is, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you're. I know you're biased. I don't blame you. And uh, like, like I said, hey, I, it, it would be, I, I, it would be more entertaining to watch if I wasn't competing against him. So, uh, but I, I, I exactly. Hey, I got your championship hat hanging on my wall, man. You know? Nice, nice, good. Okay, well. If you have any more luck, uh, I'd like to send you another one. So uh, I, I, I definitely, I, I, I would say, or vice versa. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I think that well, may be one of his motivating factors. He keeps looking at that hat. Yeah. Well, that uh, well, that'll make me choose a little more carefully who I send him to <laughs> next time. Then <laughs> racing against uh, a vendor, and uh, you have said that they're <laughs> one of your you 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 compete with and against some of the people who help you make the power. This is a perfect example. Yeah, for sure it is, and uh, you know we all got to uh, coexist, and uh, nothing wrong with that. It actually, uh, good competition drives everybody to be better. From uh, I don't care whether it's the engine building or driving or uh, you know making parts standpoint, and that's uh, that's what makes the world go round and makes it a better place. So uh, it's uh, it's all good. Jason, final thought for the people out there. Again, our target audience. I, I like to think from uh, you know top of the line engine builders with a lot of experience, maybe looking for a little uh, you know what Jason Line has to say about this subject to the person who is just starting out, has got an LS power plant, and they're trying to build an engine uh, for the very first time. Uh, who maybe is listening to this because they know there's going to be some knowledge and wisdom to to uh, follow up on at that. Uh, for that person who is hands-on in today's culture, right, wants to try to do this, not everybody does, frankly, uh, is there any uh, initial advice that you would suggest to those people, like, about how to go through the process? Clearly, uh, you know, total seal for the rings, but more in how to handle and tackle this world of, of high-performance engine building, engine building in general, for the person who is maybe new at it. Well, I, I would say, uh, as I tell my son, uh, you get you know two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much. But uh, um, you know, definitely pay attention to what uh, whose decal is on the car and uh, uh, and what other people are doing, because uh, I don't care how hard you've thought about something. There's somebody else who's probably thought about it harder. So uh, you know, if you can uh, you know pay attention, you'll you'll learn a lot from them. I used to uh, I, I used to I was always nervous talking to to Bill Jenkins years ago because. Like I knew, no matter what I was talking to him about, if I was speaking at all, I was telling him something, whether it was whether it was good or bad. And, you know, he was a master at listening and uh, and, and figuring out how to ask, ask the right questions. So, uh, you know, just being keen of uh, of all that stuff, I think uh, it goes a long ways. Excellent, Keith. Any final questions for Jason? Uh, just uh, you know, we'll say good luck <laughs> uh, coming into <laughs> the, you know coming into the end of the season. And I you know, really appreciate you coming on with us, and, and thank you for everything that you guys have done with us and for us. And uh, Always looking forward to helping that Buick run better. Yeah, well, I appreciate that as well. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun, so uh, thank you guys for everything. Yes, Jason, thank you very much for participating here on uh, this deep dive into Piston Rings, Total Seal, of course. Good luck uh, in the championship and multiple championships as you go down the road. And thank you for sharing a little insight and wisdom. And, yes, you are one of the great tuners out there right now. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Jason Line with us here. And, Keith, how about that? Jason doing a deep dive into pro stock, factory stock, and stock eliminator. Uh, it, it's awesome. Jason's such a great guy and such an incredible builder, uh, great tuner. Like you said, you know, but the foundation, he's, he's a great guy. He's just, you know, 
uh, multi-time world champion, but at, at the same point in time, completely approachable. Go up, ask him any question, and, and he's going to answer. You know, he's going to he's going to help you out. He's a racer's racer. And we did get into an area like we we're kind of like in the R and D secret world, and uh, clammed up a little bit, rightfully so. Like to me, that's interesting. And I know you guys deal with Formula One, you deal with IndyCar, so drag racing isn't the only area where there is potential for even industrial espionage, right? Like they, they got to keep their secrets. Oh no. Incredibly. It's, it's, you know, like we were kind of talking about a little earlier, you know, if we're all going to make the same kind of power, you know, or make the same kind of power where eventually we're all going to evolve to the same thing, but you know, along that pathway, uh, and and even when you hit the end of that pathway, uh, it's incredibly guarded. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, uh, we have certain companies that we deal with. Of course, we have non-disclosure agreements. I can't say anything about what we do. I can't name any of them specifically. Uh, but we have companies that we deal with. We have to use encrypted email servers. We use encrypted phones uh, for communication. It's so secretive. So yeah, it's a uh, and, and it goes right into Pro Stock and NASCAR. Uh, so when he clammed up, uh, you know, justifiably so or rightly so. Uh, you just you just can't talk about it. That is great. That's what makes it interesting and exciting and mysterious. Whether you're a fan of pro stock, stock eliminator, factory stock, showdown, NASCAR, otherwise, that is part of motorsports. And on the flip side of it, if you're building an engine yourself and you're trying to find power, uh, we learned here today your first call should be about the rings and uh, and built from that point. Keith, excellent job. I appreciate what you've done. You know, as director of technical sales for total seal you have a wealth of knowledge and this is just the first example where we're going to dive in with a well-known engine builder and talk rings there's a lot of other worlds out there though right like jason naturally aspirated with a touch of uh, boosted stuff with the showdown stuff but there's also big inch nitrous oxide that we can delve into there's blower stuff there's all kinds of stuff that lies out there waiting for us to uncover oh absolutely i mean like like jason you alluded to everything's a power adder today. Everybody wants to throw twin turbos or a blower on it. Uh, from my side of it, everybody wants to stroke their engine. Uh, and there's a lot of things that we can talk about. We can really deep dive into this stuff because there's a lot of mistakes that are being made out there by uh, persons putting these together. They, you know, uh, they, they, they're not looking into the mechanics and the relationships of how all these things work together. And just because you can put a certain package together, doesn't mean you should. Uh, that's part of what we field every day is, is phone calls, uh, about this problem, about that problem that's uh, perceived as a ring problem really has absolutely nothing to do with the rings. Uh, we're kind of a redheaded stepchild. We get blamed for everything, you know, uh, flat tire on the way to the movies. That's one of those piston rings again. Uh, so we have to kind of, I don't want to say we're experts on anything, but we have to be pretty knowledgeable about a lot of aspects because, you know, piston rings, cylinders, you know, windage, you know, all these things affect, you know, how the engine performs. So we've got to, you know, we've got to kind of touch bases on all of it. And we can, we can certainly dive deep into this, you know, into all of these subjects. Well, let's do it. And I thank you for taking the time. Keith Jones from Total Seal, greatly appreciated. Of course, Jason Line, greatly appreciated. Keith, thank you for your time. And to the listeners out there, of course, you're going to want to stay logged in, stay locked in, and uh, check out for the next one as we're going to take another deep dive on behalf of Total Seal into the world of piston rings. TotalSeal.com, the leader in ring seal technology. And oh, by the way, Keith, Everything is made in America, which I love. Absolutely. Right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Keith, thank you so much. You're, you're very welcome, Joe.
Keith Jones from Total Seal, the director of technical sales, a lifetime of experience there, plus Jason Line, the three-time Mellow Yellow Pro Stock World Champ in the NHRA, plus a stock eliminator champ, family business, building stock eliminator engines and engines of all kinds, and now works at KB Racing and is constantly in the championship hunt and pushing the edge of what is possible with naturally aspirated engines and now even working on some of the boosted stuff in the Samtech factory stock showdown. That brings us to conclusion on this first edition. Folks at Total Seal know that there are a lot of questions out there. Matt Hartford came to me and said, hey, can we do something on WFO radio about piston rings? I said, absolutely, we can. And I really think it will have a great audience because there are so many people who are curious about the secret sauce and what goes into these high-performance engines. And people want to build their own engines in that you might have an LS or a Coyote, you'd be working on your Mustang or your Challenger or otherwise. And going to go down the road of what to buy and what to get and what to think about and what to try to accomplish. And the folks at Total Seal can help you with all of that, starting out with what type of ring needs to fit your piston. Go to TotalSeal.com for more information. Stay tuned. There will be more coming in the future, more engine builders, more power plants, more different combinations. Thanks to Matt Hartford and Total Seal. Thanks to Keith. And of course, Jason Line. Lots of great information. Greatly appreciated. My name is Joe Costello. Thank you for listening.